Hello, hello, everybody. You're tuned into the Long Island Gaming League, where we talk esports and a whole bunch of other good, fun stuff uh, when it comes to the esports industry, bringing you the guests, the players, and the schools and universities who are all taking on esports as something they love to do and love to talk about. I am one of the co-hosts for the Long Island Gaming League. This is Dennis, and uh, we got a full house today, so uh, my other colleagues and co-hosts are on. Tom, why don't you uh, say hello to the people? How's it going, everyone? This is Tom, the one of the other co-hosts of the Long Island Gaming League podcast. It's been a while, uh, but I'm back, and I am excited to hop right back into it. And Bruno? How you doing, guys? This is Bruno. Uh, happy to get back into the saddle, man. It's been a while. We haven't been together uh, to do one like this. And like Dennis says, we do have a full house. Um, we were joined today by um, our uh, guest from Malloy College. Um, we got Adam. Hello, I'm Adam Mahadeo, Malloy um, College Esports uh, Team Manager. And we also have Riz. Hello, Stephen Rizzo, also from Malloy College, um, Malloy College Team Manager slash Captain as well. All right, all right. Well, well welcome aboard, fellas. Uh, we're definitely excited to have you on. And, um, you know, it's always just a lot of fun. So hopefully you guys enjoy the experience as much as we enjoy uh, talking with you guys. And, you know, from what we've been hearing, our listeners do enjoy uh, everything. So it's just going to be a fun time for all of us. I'm excited, man. All right, all right. So uh, who wants to crack over the first question? <laughs> Tom, you haven't been around for a while. You want to throw the first I'll one out there? Back. So – so Adam, you're the you said you're exactly what your role is. You're the manager uh, at esports at Malloy. Yeah, that's correct. So what? How many different esports programs do you have? Like how many different uh, games are you guys playing? Uh, as of right now, we are playing uh, Fortnite, uh, Smash, uh, League of Legends, Overwatch, uh, Madden, um, and uh, we're bringing more to come as uh, the time goes on. You know, we're looking towards you know trying to get like FIFA and, and all these other different types of games, such as like Hearthstone and maybe even like Rainbow Six. Um, so, yeah. Right on. How many, how, per team, how many players do you have like on each of your different teams that you have? So it can vary from team to team. So for example, like if you're running an Overwatch team, you might need like six plus maybe like two more subs, three more subs. Okay. However, you know, the direction you want to go there. For League of Legends team, you, you only need five starters, and then you need maybe, like, two subs, you know, one sub. Um, you know, playing one sub can do, like, overall everything uh, other players can do on the starting lineup. Um, for a Fortnite team, you know, it kind of varies on how much people you really, really want because, you know, it could be, you know, as many as you want duo-wise or uh, solo. Um, but, yeah, every team uh, has its own uh, perspective of how many players you want to bring in. That's great that you have, you know, you also have the, those few subs, those backups, just in case. Uh, it's awesome to see each of these teams have such a, a wide roster. Um, I imagine with Fortnite, you probably get a lot of students, maybe not too involved in e, like in esports, but you probably get a lot of students that want to join in. Is that, would you say that's accurate? Oh, yeah. We have students just coming in, maybe like in the middle of the season, just being like, hey, can I join? You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know, it's pretty hard to do that. But, you know, you know, we, yeah, exactly. we try our best, though. And, uh, uh, you know, we try to take them on and try to, you know, help them for like the following season that we want to do it. But um, for the most part, we're pretty, you know, flexible in what we can do. We, we actually had an interesting experience this year um, when, when we ran tryouts, when me, Adam, and our director ran tryouts for Fortnite. Um, Adam, I think you remember this. The men's basketball team actually came out and, and tried out. Yeah. And all Our of them, team. the whole team, and all of them were better than everybody else that came yeah. to try out. Really? So what ended and, up and happening, rugby. Yeah, and, and rugby. So yeah. what ended up happening was, was our Fortnite team ended up being a weird – um, combination of the men's basketball team and the rugby team so you know they'd have practice once a week just sitting in our lab playing video games that's hysterical <laughs> yeah well i mean you know they're used to the pressure of uh of sports so yeah. that said, for them. Uh, one of the basketball guys that i was talking to him and he said that we do two things we we're either playing basketball and we're not playing basketball we're playing fortnite i just thought that was a really <laughs> cool experience yeah 
that is unfortunately, really unfortunately, that's not just the college guys. It seems like everybody in every grade in school is like that instead of studying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yep. Fortnite's really taken the entire game world by storm. It's I know. A, a gaming enigma, if you will, how massive it's become. Yep. At my new job, it's come up the esports program. Um, always esports programs come up a few times, and then all these parents that I'm talking to at, at my new job are saying, "Do you do you know Fortnite? Do you run Fortnite? Because that's all my kid has been doing." He's like, he, one one of the one of them was like, "My son quit baseball because he wants to play Fortnite more." Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, you, you got to realize one thing, though. To play, if you want to play professional baseball, you got to be good, or you're not going to make it. Fortnite. Exactly. These kids play Fortnite as a as a as a, a game as it really is, and they don't really realize the potential that they have. That they're probably better at Fortnite than they are playing baseball. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Exactly. Possible, but there may also be that add the. Uh, the reverse effect as well, where they may have some serious potential, you know, in baseball, but it's in they're like, oh, but I want to play Fortnite now. And they may drop out of the baseball to do Fortnite, Fortnite just to realize maybe they're not as good as they thought they were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and also kind of back to, to the point of, you know, how many people are on, on each team. It, it's kind of interesting to see how each different game interacts in the esports medium. Because you have yeah. games like Overwatch and League where there's one team and then there's a number of backups and that's what you roll into the season with. And then you have something like Fortnite or Smash where it's solos or duos. So you have right. a number of duos on the team or a bunch of solo players on the team. And obviously they want to help each other, but they're all competing against each other. Yeah, so, a very different atmosphere. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I, I mean we, the Fort, the not the Fortnite team. The Smash team is going to be new this year. We didn't run it last year, but the Fortnite guys were all, even though they had specific duos, they all practiced with each other. They all supported each other. Sure. You know, it's it's Just a of, positive atmosphere. Out of curiosity, in other words, we were actually talking about Smash before we got onto the podcast. I mean, we have interviewed other colleges in the past, and and basically everything rolls around League of Legend and. Some of them just League of Legends, or some of them starting to talk a little bit more about Overwatch. I mean, how? I, I, I I'm asking because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm pro- uh, well, how big is Smash Bros in the collegiate view? Let's put it like in colleges. How big is that community right now? I I think it's pretty massive. Um, Aside from the our esports program, there is a, there is a separate gaming club that's more casual, and literally week in and week out, twenty people show up to the gaming club and just play Super Smash Bros. That you know, I, we went to the Paramount the other day, a couple weeks ago, actually. I read that. I read that. Yes. Yeah, and and um and it was just a massive, massive Smash tournament, and it wasn't just you know kids, it wasn't just grown adults. There was a lot of college level people there, and we met a couple of awesome people and we we ran a couple of our players in the tournament so i would say the collegiate smash it's different right because you're not going to have like a malloy team or you know you're not going to have specific colleges competing against each other because it is a solo game it's it's funny you mentioned that because i was actually when i was in college i was in the same boat my buddy and i actually started in our we are my college um i went to seton hall university in jersey and my college did have a gaming sector uh, yeah. a, a gaming organization and my buddy and I kind of started a smash division of the gaming sector and we would have weekly tournaments on campus and we've we've peaked out at close to 100 people joining in um, just on our campus alone and then actually we did form a small Seton Hall team and we went to an inter- intercollegiate tournament in the city um, and it was it was crew battles so it actually was an interesting chance. While it is, like you said, it is like solo. You know, you're playing mainly by yourself, right. but doing yeah. it as a crew battle, which if you don't know, um, for our listeners, a crew battle in Smash is essentially um, you send in one person on your team at a time um, and they go against another player. And then when you lose a stock, um, say, for example, you lose one stock and then your opponent loses all their stocks. You, as the winner, come back in the next match against the other team's next opponent but you lose. You still are down one stock. So oh, okay. Like a Pokemon battle. Uh-huh. Um, oh, so it doesn't regenerate. You, you keep exactly. You, you, you yeah. That's not in the beginning. Uh, you jump off well, once. Okay. Countdown to start, and you start from there. So 
it kind of can incorporate the entire team. That's that's really interesting because there's a lot of dynamics you can work that with, right? Like, are you going to place your best player at the front or are you going to anchor them at the back? Exactly. So it definitely put an interesting spin on it. We didn't do very well, um, (laughs) but it was was a lot of fun. And you did see a lot of different colleges from the tri-state area come out to play. So that probably involves a lot more strategy than just like Fortnite or, okay, not Overwatch because Overwatch does – a little bit half strategy in terms of what each player's. Uh, oh yeah, you know, Overwatch all strategy. Oh. I'm, I'm the I'm the Malloy Overwatch guy, and, and there's there's so much strategy in that game. It's just like it's not just heroes. Like you got to know where to go. You got to know when to press E. You got to know when to press Q. It's 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 definitely intense. Got it. Hey, I have a question uh, for both you, uh, Riz, you and Adam, because uh, I mean we're we're talking about esports, but my question is. What was your first exposure, you know, to competitive gaming scene? Um, I don't know who wants to go first, but I'm just curious, and I'm sure our listeners kind of want to know uh, for you to be in the situation you're at. How did you get there? You can go first, Chris. Um, Well, I kind of took a more interesting road. Um, I would say my first exposure um, to the competitive scene was MLG.com. Um, I, I played a couple of Call of Duty scrims back in the day with for 2. Um, because like Fortnite, every every kid back then thought they were going to be a pro COD player. <laughs> um, so we, we, me and my friends ran a couple of MLG scrims. Um, and then, you know, I ca- kind of became more of you know, more of a casual gamer. I just kind of, you know, enjoyed single player games and, you know, occasionally multiplayer games. And then, you know, Overwatch rolled around and then the Overwatch League rolled around. And I, I really enjoyed the Overwatch League. And then um, Adam actually founded the esports program. And then me and him talked at our club fair. And then the rest was history. I joined the Overwatch team. And then, you know, and now we're entering year two. Jermaine. Awesome. Um, for me, uh, it goes back towards, I think, six years ago, where I basically, uh, you know, my friends introduced me to League of Legends. And I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, mean, I don't really like these kind of games. I like just playing like Madden and FIFA. I like those kind of games. You know, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. So I said, I don't know. So I went to their house and I watched them, you know, play. And then I watch, they have uh, pro plays on the screen. I'm like, wait a second, what is this? And they're just showing that, you know, this pro gamer is playing on stage. And I'm like, I'm like what? Since when? <laughs> so, like, so, so like, so I'm, oh, I'm yes. shocked out of my mind watching this and then i'm like okay so you know what let me download the game i go later than i download the game and i'm completely horrible and um you know i'm, I'm regretting downloading the game and even trying to do this but um i stick with it <clears throat> and i become addicted oh my god i become addicted um and uh i loved it ever since then and you know microsoft started doing these tournaments and i attended them with you know my five-man team and we went there and we won and had fun and honestly, from then on, it was just, I love these sports and I'm, I'm going to try to do something special. So um, from then on, I just try to incorporate to the college and it, it was magical ever since then. So nice. I, awesome. I, thank, I thank my friends, honestly. I have to thank them. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to those friends who are going to listen at some point. You're getting a lot of kudos right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What would you say, and, and either one of you can feel free to answer this, is the main difference between your typical uh, sports athlete and then your esports athlete, as far as not just obviously playing, but the competition aspect, the, the teamwork aspect, the the internal mentality aspect. What would you say the main differences and similarities are? Uh, well, I would say there are many similarities to, between both, right? You're going to be planning pregame on how to versus another team by scouting them. You're going to be trying to figure out strategies and, you know, communicate better the team going forward. You know, sometimes, you know, teams don't mesh. Sometimes they don't work out. You know, some teams like in the NBA or the MLB, and you, you know, they don't work. Uh, just as we're be in the esports community, you know, we have some teams in the League of Legends pro teams, you know, we put together, like, amazing uh, team, like, you watch uh, 100 Thieves. They put, a, get, put together a world class gamers and they all fell apart going like last place team last place. it was you know it, you don't you can't just put the best gamers together you have to put people that are willing to you know work as a team communicate well as a team just like any other game or any other sport um i would say difference wise is that you know you're sitting down you're not really you know moving your body not being athletic i would say usually 
Um, you know, when you think of a sport, you're moving around, you're doing something with your body. But I try to tell people, you know, you're not using uh, your muscles, but you're using your brain as a muscle in a way. Um, and you're trying to do that. So um, that's my little take on it. Yeah, I would, I would say kind of similar to what Adam said in regards to the differences is the difference is kind of obvious. You know, you're not using your muscles in the same way in esports as opposed to regular sports, right? You know, you're not running up and down the court. You're not, you know, hitting a baseball. You're not throwing a football. Um, but with that being said, even though the esports athletes aren't quote unquote traditional athletes, I think it would be a mistake to just disregard them because of that. You know, all of these guys, a lot of the people that I've met and I know Adam met, Adam has met, and I'm sure all you guys have met, you know, put work in day in and day out to hone their craft and get better, even to the minute details. And, you know, yep. people who really are into esports love it and want to get better. And I think also, like Adam said, um, you know, teamwork is key. And, you know, great teams have, you know, awesome and unlimited potential. But then people just think, oh, you know, esports, especially people that don't really understand the industry. There are egos in esports. There certainly are egos in esports. You know, it's not just a bunch of gamers sitting down all quietly and playing a game together. No, there's, there's a lot of egos involved. Um, so I think that's that's a number one um, difference and similarity, I would say, between the two. It's funny. I, it's like, I imagine you, you watch the Overwatch League. It's when you say ego, I automatically think of Bumper from Vancouver. You think? See, I think of I think of XQC. XQC. I'll just laugh like I know what you guys are talking about. I don't want you to watch it. I'm in the same boat. See, Adam's the league guy. I'm the Overwatch guy. I have no idea what League of Legends is. Like, I know what it is, but I don't know. I don't know any of the heroes. I don't know any of the champions. I've, I've dabbled in League of Legends in, in <laughs> yeah. my day. I did play, but Overwatch yeah, is definitely my, my fourth day. Well, and this is, it brings up an interesting point because, I mean, we, we are all fortunate enough to have some type of uh, understanding of esports right now. But, uh, you know, so, so both of you guys, you choose to answer. Uh, for the parents that are listening right now, what would you say in your own words if you could explain to them what esports is and what it's not to a parent listening who might say, you know, should my child go to school for esports or, you know, are they playing too much and should I stop them from playing? Like, I think a lot of them don't know. So I think it coming from you guys really might shed some light as they continue to listen. Um. The number one thing that I would tell any parent listening right now is get rid of old stereotypes. You know, those stereotypes, I would say from the 90s and early 2000s that they had is gone. You know, esports is a growing industry. It's a billion dollar industry. And in regards to the child's future, um, as we see in Malloy's administration, as well as a number of other schools around the country, schools and colleges are offering esports scholarships. You know, this isn't just, oh, my kid is sitting in his basement. He's not going to do anything. You know, he needs to study. No, like this, your children could be getting scholarships based on their performance at these games. You know, it's, it's a growing industry. And I would say for a parent, you know, abandon all stereotypes about a preconceived notion of your child just playing video games. Like one example that I would have is um, when we hosted our first event, um, it was Malloy versus NYIT, a show match at um, Nassau Coliseum. And, mm. you know, I joined the esports program. My parents didn't really know what it was. My dad dabbled in, you know, like Call of Duty, but my mom didn't really play much video games. Um, but neither of them really knew what Overwatch was. So when it came time to, for the Coliseum event and they came out, you know, they got another understanding for what this industry and what this was really about. And after, you know, they, they were proud that, you know, I participated and they were, they were proud that I, you know, showed what our team was all about. Um, and now they have a better understanding. You know, my dad, he, he actually texted me one night, like a month or two after saying, hey, that game that you were playing, that's on ESPN right now. You know, so they're starting to understand <laughs> what, what, it, what it is. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy for it. Now, you're, you're saying that get rid of the stereotypes and uh, – I myself, I'm an old timer player. I've been playing since Jesus. My first thing, my first console was an Atari. For <laughs> <laughs> but 
in terms of the college itself, mm -hmm. do how am I going to say? If are is 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 your program like the regular sports program? Is like if your grades are not at one point, you will not play, or you our guys are a little bit more. Um, you play a little bit with that. No, you you have to you have, you to, have to have a GPA. Yeah, if you don't have a certain GPA, you're not going to be able to play. On I, I I tell this I tell this to all the players. We are student athletes. The student comes first. You know, we don't want these students suffering GPA wise or academically because they are so invested in esports. You know, because right. they're going to college. You know, first and foremost for academics. Um, and you know, esports is nice, and we love it. And you know, but I would never, ever tell one of my players, you know, don't study for this exam because we have a game going up. We game right. going up. You know, that's that's not who I am, and that's not what, I, that's believe not what I believe. Exactly. And going on that, you know, I we have many tournaments, and we do like to participate in as much tournaments as we can. But you know, we do care for our players, and we, you know, we don't want to take over exacerbate them. I'm saying that's the word. <laughs> uh, with the main tournaments uh, that we. Uh, have to you know do and set up for because you know take a toll on them because they have jobs they might have you know extracurricular other extracurricular activities at college you know because they're you know there are leadership positions that you know our certain members on our team hold in other clubs as well um, and then you have you know them having you know, maybe some stressful stuff at home or stressful stuff in life you know you know it, it happens you know every everybody has like, you know, those uh, things that get in the way so you don't want to do too much when it comes to esports too but at the same time, you know, for parents-wise, um, you know, I know parents say the esports industry is very addicting, and you know, gaming is addicting. My child addicted to games. Um, you know, you could, you can control that. You know, you just have to be a little, you know, forceful with, you know, your parenting, I guess. Um, and you just have to let them know, you know, um, you know, you get this many times to play, and then this many times to do your work, and this time to go outside. You know, do, you know, do some things like that. Um, uh, and I always say, you know, playing 16 hours a day um, in front of a screen is not going to make you a better player. You know, it might make you very, you know, mechanically well, but otherwise you're not going to be very good at team communicating. You're not going to be good at, you know, you know, uh, strategizing, you know, you're just going to go into a game and just play. You're not really doing much. You're just learning just to be mechanically well. Um, there's other things to that. So parents out there, I mean, you know, gaming is new. It's very scary for them. I totally yes. understand that and you know my parents are scared of it as well you know i trust me i i i've heard it all so um, <laughs> um i it's a great thing because there's so many different ways you could be in the esports industry you don't have to be a player you could be you know a marketing guy for it you could be a manager for it you could be a coach you can be in the hr department you know you you could be in any particular part of an esports industry you don't have to be a gamer um so there's much to it um, than just being a gamer and playing from a screen. There's other opportunities, you know, like doing a podcast, you know, as I do other, other <laughs> exactly. things. So there's, uh, yeah, I mean, for every parent that's scared, just, you know, sometimes you need to take a chance with your kid and just believe in them, so. Totally awesome. agree, totally agree. I mean, it, it's like you say, it, 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 it is addicting. Yes, it is. Um, you also have to see that there are, unfortunately, there are the stuff around that you start seeing all these, like, like we, we were, we were actually speaking about this not too long ago about these old power drinks and stuff, all these companies that come out with this whole thing around gaming. But on the other, on the other side, you have something that you might think that's addicting, but no, if, if the kid, for example, is still good at school and, but doesn't leave the computer, maybe it's not that he's addicted. Maybe he actually has skills. And this is why programs like the programs that you guys have at your college and other colleges have that not explore the potential, but actually show these kids that, okay, you might not be a professional soccer player, a professional football player, a basketball player, but you can be a professional esports player and, have a future in esports on the side of having a normal job that everybody has and just show that it's, you know, it's like you said, the stereotype. Everybody has that stereotype. 
gaming is addicting. Gaming is a problem. No, drugs are addicting. Gaming, you can control. It, it, it's like you said also. It also has to do with the parenting. You just got to – parents have to also know how to control it, you know, that, that when to let it go, when to not let it go. I mean, that's the yeah. – my parents never controlled me, and I never got crazy, although I'm 35 and I still play, but <laughs> – I mean, I try to say like, you know, someone that's playing basketball or soccer, right? They're outside every day. Yep. Do, you call, do, you call, do you call that addicting? Like, what is like, no, that's they call that practice. Exactly. And yeah. that's what that's what, you know, we're kind of doing. But, you know, yep. I to state what we're doing in, for our program, you know, our following year now, you know, we're trying to incorporate, you know, all of our players now to do a workout session and also do some yoga, do different things to try to through the mind, you know, work out the body, not just, you know, sit down, you know, that we're, we're trying to build a foundation at Malloy College. And I think that that foundation starts with small things like this to make it amazing. And, uh, you know, I always tell people, you know, you might, you know, go to other colleges and do the same thing, but the culture at Malloy College is so much different and that culture cannot be copied anywhere else. So oh, I try yeah. to try to explain that to people that you know, the people we have and, you know, the ty- type of camaraderie that just, you know, the support and everything, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes to even think about it. Yeah, every, every the, the culture at Moy, it's, it's, it's just incredible. Like, everyone has supported us from, you know, our new media department to our Moy life, which is kind of handle social media, all the way up to our administration and our dean. Everyone has been on board with, with us and our program, and I've been su- I know I'm super grateful for it. I know Adam is, and so is our director. Everyone's just been super grateful that, you know, when we, when we ask for something and we give a legitimate reason, you know, why we need something, they're, oh, they've always been so accommodating towards us. And I feel like that's a culture at Malloy that, you know, isn't replicated a lot in other colleges. You know, we, we, me, me and Adam have spoken to different people um, that run different programs. And we're just so grateful that, you know, we go to Malloy and that they are 100% behind us and, you know, anything that we need, they give us. Yeah. College has got to follow suit. That's it. You have, you have a great thing going. I think that's a great foundation for even better in college and esports uh, e- in college. I think that what you have is something that other colleges should definitely look to and be like, hey, these guys are doing it successfully uh, in a healthy way. We should do the same. And I think that's, I just think it's fantastic. Thank, Thank you. We got to see it more. And it's just, yeah, it, it, it's, the, 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 I think the country, not just the country, but the, the world itself needs more colleges and not just colleges. Now you start to see a lot more high schools and hopefully in some time you'll have junior high schools and so on and so forth coming out with these kind of programs that, you know, direct these kids in the right direction. And at some point they'll end up in your hands and, Hopefully you guys come out with a lot of professional players that are up on top. And uh, I mean, just like they say, don't, don't fix, don't fix what's not broken. Exactly. Just, and you know, back to like this kind of ties into, you know, healthy versus quote unquote unhealthy gaming, right? Like we feel programs like our esports programs and, you know, high school programs, that's a healthy way for kids nowadays to game, right? Because they're trying to attain a goal. They're not just, you know, sitting at home, quote unquote, wasting time, um, just playing video games. You know, you're playing as a team. You're playing with your peers. You know, you're trying to achieve a goal um, by competing in a season. You know, I, m- me personally, I think that that's really important um, for gamers. And I, that's why I personally feel as young as we can get these kind of programs in school, whether that be junior high or high school, I, I really support it. I think every college, every college, every college and every high school for that matter around the Long Island should have an esports program. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's exactly where we're out here, out here doing. Uh, it's been very receptive, um, you know, just from everybody as a whole. And, and even, you know, speaking with uh, you guys from Malloy, it's really been a, you know, just a blessing because it helps to showcase, you know, we all help each other. Like you guys are, are in it. You're doing, you're at college and you're helping to facilitate and bridge that gap between high school and college because the parents are the most, the parents are one of those decision makers. The parents exactly. say, Hey, you know, I want this to do it. So, you know, just even having these type of conversation, this type of dialogue, which is just real dialogue. It's not somebody 
it's not me talking about, oh, you know, esports is great for high school and I'm not in college, you know, but it's coming from like, hey, we're in college, we're doing this, our grades are good and we're enjoying this, but yet we understand the severity and how serious it is to give it structure so that way in high school it can help mold the kids and they can continue to do something they love but it's more structured in an environment where they can't, they're not going to get addicted to gaming. You know, they're not going to make some of the bad decisions or those stereotypes can now be put to an end because there's more structure here. So that's a great point you brought, Riz. Thank you. Uh, and I personally wish, you know, my high school had a program like Malloy's does. Um, you know, I wish I got involved in this industry earlier. And I honestly, I know it's kind of a personal anecdote and shouldn't be, this shouldn't just be a blank blanket statement, but when I joined the esports program, my my GPA was as high as it's ever been after joining the esports program. Wow. Um, and I don't I don't have an answer as to why. Maybe it's because you know it's provided provided more structure in my day, where I have you okay. This time is dedicated to esports. This time is dedicated to studying. But my GPA has climbed yeah. tremendously between the two semesters that I've been involved in the program. Along with that, I'm sure it's a lot of, you know, mental, you know, emotionally, how, how you're actually feeling. I'm sure, I mean, you clearly seem very happy with where you are right now. Yes. I'm sure that plays a huge part of it too. I mean, in your studies, if you're down, if you're, if anything's going on, that's rough and yeah. uh, it'll, it can affect you negatively. You're doing something you love. You're doing something that makes you happy. That's clearly showing as well. You know, you, the more you let students be who they are, the better off they're going to be in any aspect of life, not just, I'm not just talking esports, I'm talking in general. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these kids who they love to play video games and for a long time, they felt suppressed with that. Now more and more, it's becoming more of the norm, which is amazing. They're able to express themselves more. And I mean, you're a key example. It could help with grades as well. Yeah, and, and I think also a place where, you know, it, it could really help somebody is it, it provides a group of friends that may have not previously been there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 ha- I was lucky enough, I have I had a, a lot of friends before I entered the program, but, you know, just meeting and becoming super, super close with, you know, the members of the Overwatch team and the other teams like the League of Legends team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's somebody that I, people that I could text every day, you know, that I could talk to, you know, our esports lab is currently closed under renovations, but m- me and the rest of the teams, we all play with each other still every night, you know, right now we're playing, you know, we're playing Overwatch, we're just practicing or we're playing Rust or, you know, just games that aren't necessarily esports games, you know, and now these guys are some of my closest friends. I know Adam's one of my closest friends. Yeah. And you know, I mean, we do team bonding stuff too. Like exactly. we, go, we go golfing stuff, you know, me golf. It's it's uh, we build like a family kind of culture, and that's why I try to. Oh, yeah. Like the culture is so like uh, unique at our college that that's why I say it can't just be copy because we uh, we're all just connected. We just try to talk to each other every day. You know, you know, we always we're always hanging out. Um, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great program we got. I I do agree with you. Like, we, we, yeah, we, and you know what? And, um, great job. <laughs> No, I mean, but you know, you guys, you know, whether you realize it or not, you're just, you're just talking about, we had talked about those, uh, those particular stereotypes. And again, you know, the stereotype is gamers are loners or they're just, you know, sitting here or oh, they're no. awkward or they're, you know, they're this, that, and the other, right? So let's just hypothetically say, for the sake of argument, that that is true. But when you actually look at what esports is able to do, as you guys are just mentioning, it's building a community not only in the game, but outside of that, when you're bonding with friends or players or people who have maybe never talked before, it's like, for, let's just say, for example, the, the football jockey and the swimmer probably never talk, right? Yeah. Two different worlds, never hang out, don't do anything. You won't see them studying or having in this. They could be in the same class, never even speak. But with esports, that barrier, not only is it gone just from like a local or a social, but it's actually slowly removing it in a global way. Because I'm sure, like, you know, just because the industry is so starting that globally you play with a player and you guys have that that bond that let's say you meet somebody, you know, at a event somewhere, you go somewhere and they're a sports player, esports player, that instant bonding connection is there. And it just alleviates a lot of that social awkwardness that some people may have in the digital world. Esports is clearly showing that it's blowing that barrier away and actually bringing people together. Uh, who are like-minded, but in a positive way, not negative. 
Exactly, yeah. because it's like instantaneous. You have something to talk about, right? You both are in esports. So even if you're two totally separate, different people, you have something to talk about and bond and connect with right off the bat. Kind of like basketball players and rugby players, like you mentioned before. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> Adam, could, Adam could attest to this too. Like, you know, we have our, you know, we, we have so many different teams and people from so many different walks of life. And, you know, you see people that are more traditional gamers in the room playing video games with people that were, you know, not your traditional gamers, yeah. and, you know, on the basketball team or on the rugby team. You know, and you have people that are art majors, you have people that are nursing majors, business majors, education majors, all in this one room, hmm. playing video games, laughing, having a great time. And I'll tell you one thing, too. We have a real-life example, too, of our player who literally said, you know, was going to leave the college, you know, didn't feel like, you know, she had any friends or anything like that. But you know what? She stayed around, and she has, like, a big group of friends now because of esports, and we hang out with her, you know, like – almost every day online or even, you know, hang out with her, uh, you know, when we go golfing and stuff. So like, we, you know, it's, it's amazing what esports can do and bring people together. So, you know, it's really great. You know? Yeah. And I, I, I think, um, and I know, uh, Tom, I don't want to hog up all the, all the conversations, but um, <laughs> no, you know, I, I think it's also just like I said, you guys keep hitting on so many points that, uh, you know, traditionally it's not, necessarily just guys can just play esports but it also allows for you know guys and girls to kind of play in a competitive arena where it's not based off of just a physical um aspect you know where it's like you can't have a you know they got girls who may play football but and eh, they, they kind of keep it where you don't really blend that but with esports in a competitive world whether you know it's a girl she can go to a college and play competitively with her peers, whether it be girl or a guy, and it's still the same equality, you know, essentially. Like, it's, it's not, she's not looked as lesser. Uh, she's looked as a teammate, you know, which exactly. I think is really cool that um, eSports brings to light as well. So for all the girl gamers out there, uh, Malloy has an eSports program. So if you're in high school listening to this, you may want to reach out to them. Of course, definitely, 100%. We'd love to have them. I'll put our, I'll put our little tag. Right now, Molly College Esports Instagram. There you go. There you go. <laughs> go follow it. Go follow it right Reach now. out. DM me right now. I respond. There you go. What, what I want, what I want, and I, I feel like this is direction is definitely going. The the college players now are going to be basically. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are obviously so many esports professional esports out there, but I think the way we're going right now, when Esports in high school becomes mainstream. And I honestly think that's the direction it is going to be going. At that point, I feel like it's the college players now that are going to be the next level of the, the professionals, you know, the guys in, in those Overwatch, you know, the Overwatch League, the League of Legends tournaments, the CSGO tournaments. And my dream and what I want is for little Johnny growing up <laughs> to be watching TV and seeing his favorite player, you know, the, the Ronaldo of Overwatch or the <laughs> Jerry Jonak. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Jonak and say, I look up to him. I want to be like him. And now with the high school programs that hopefully will just continue rolling out, they'll have that ability to practice just like that baseball player in high school was looking up to Derek Jeter. If you want to go to the major leagues, he practiced in high school. Hopefully, esports is going in that same direction. That's my dream. That's what I want. And you guys at Malloy are part of making that real, which is Thank great. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. That's, that's what we yeah. want. You know, ideally, we want to create an atmosphere. Like, you know, we hosted the high school invitational at our college at the Madison Theater, where um, four different high schools competed against each other in a, in a tournament. Um, you know, we want to create that kind of atmosphere for college, uh, for, I keep saying colleges, for high schools going forward. Um, you know, where schools do develop their own programs and they do rise up. You know, one one almost astounding thing was, you know, the Syosset team. It was Syosset, right, Adam? Syosset? Well, it was Syosset. No, 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 in the okay. tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. It was Syosset. Syosset had a team that was freshly developed, like right off the press. And their entire team consisted of freshmores, freshmen and sophomores. And they they went up right against Bayshore. You know, a, a team that's been established for, you know, God knows how long. You know, 
stories like that are awesome, you know, because it, it, it shows how, you know, any high school can create a program and in, almost instantaneously compete. Yep. Absolutely. So now, because we, I think we've definitely did a good job of addressing the parents who may be listening in. But what about, you know, some of the students who are listening in? What would be some tips or advice you would, uh, you know, share onto them in order to be a successful player in esports? And also, how can they become a successful in your esports program at Malloy? Um, basically, I would think you have to be self-motivated, really. Uh, you need to have the drive to get your hands dirty and get the job done. You know, uh, no matter the obstacle in front of you, you know, you take risks, uh, sacrifice in order to get those opportunities for yourself. Uh, you know, nothing comes easy in life, you know, and you, you shouldn't have anything get handed to you as well. You know, this industry is made for people, you know, that want to, you know, do some hardworking stuff. And, uh, and then, you know, time, you know, time management is so key to this, you know. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, getting work done, you know, spend time with family, friends. You know, you know, and then playing video games and trying to find opportunities in the, in, on the side as well is, uh, is huge. Um, so being able to multitask and being a successful esports player, you know, that's what it takes to be. Um, and don't just be in your room all day, you know, just uh, find ways to go and, you know, do some business online and read, read, read some news on the you know, Wall Street Journal about esports. Uh, you know, read, read something, you know, uh, get, get educated about, educated about you know, the esports uh, business or in the industry itself, not just, you know, you know, oh, um, what's his name? Joey Jonak, was it? Jay Jonak. Jay, Jay Jonak. Don't, don't, don't just know like all the players and be like, oh, this guy's really awesome. You know? Find out more about, you know, NYXL. Find out like what, why is NYXL so popular? Why are they the number one team? Why, you know, are they doing so well? How, how are they going to have their new stadium in New York? You know, find out these things, do other research, you know. So it, it all takes time to be a successful esports player, but you know, you need all of the cool things in order to help you get there. Yeah, like like I would say obviously practice is key, right? Like you're not going to become a collegiate or professional player by playing once a week during for a three hour session. Um you you're going to need to practice, but at the same time I think it's equally as important to study up and to reach out to other people. You know, if you DM the Malloy College Esports account on Twitter you're going to get a response fairly quickly. And I know that because we, we run it, you know, I, I have access to it 24 seven, I will get back to you. You know, I've had multiple people DM us about opportunities for Malloy College Esports and we get back to them. I know it, Adam runs our Instagram, same thing. You know, if you're interested in a college and wanna know more about their program, reach out. You know, it, it, what's, what's, what's it gonna cost? You, you may, might not get a response from a particular college, but nine times out of 10, you're getting your name out there into the people who run the program's heads when you eventually come and try out. Also, I think it's also really important that not only do you play and practice and play some more, but you study up on the game. And by study up, I actually mean, you know, going back, watching tape of your favorite pro, pro players. What do they do good? You know, what can you work on? You know, what is the, the newest meta that, that's coming out of your game? You know, I know for me personally, you know, I watch, I, I play main tank. I watch main tank players from the Overwatch League all the time because I want to continuously to improve my game. You know, the new replay feature in Overwatch is going to be super helpful to me. That's going to be huge. Yeah, Absolutely. because now I'm, not only me, but our whole team is going to be able to look back on our matches and say, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? And how can we improve? Yeah. You know, I want to, I, I know Adam is the same way too, but I, I speak for Overwatch. You know, I, I dedicate a, a certain portion of our time at practice just to rewatching our VODs. You know, what did we do good? What did we do bad? What can be improved? And then we go out and play with those things in mind. I think to be a successful esports player as well, you have to be able to take criticism. I think that's like a big thing that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm realizing too when I talk to people or trying to help them out is that they sometimes do not like criticism. But the thing is, to become a better esports player, you need to be able to take criticism on what you're doing wrong. And, you know, we'll also pump you up when you're doing something right. You know, we'll be like, keep doing that. But, you know, we also have to fix things as well. And, you know, sometimes it, not, it might not be playing your play style. You have to play the team's play style, what the coach wants, you know. Um, but, you know, I think that's a big thing as well. I think for many people, when they sit down and play the game, they think they know what they're doing for, you know, the past two years. 
Um, that's great. You're doing it solo. Now you're on a team. You're going to have to play in a team-oriented environment. You're going to have to work with other members to strategize and, you know, mesh your game. Might not be, you know, your particular liking, but you're going to have to mesh your game into their play style. And, uh, you know, it's hard, but it takes practice and the time you'll get, you know. Yeah. A, per a perfect example was, you know, um, when we formed the Overwatch team, you know, we had two tanks on the team, but both of us played off tank. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to learn main tank because we need a main tank player. And that pretty much turned everything that I knew about Overwatch as a game upside down on its head. And I had to learn how to play Reinhardt and I had to learn how to play Arissa. And, you know, I think I do it, you know, halfway competently now. Um, but it took a lot of practice for me to get to the point where I can play competitively um, with other college teams as a main tank. Yeah. Adaptability is huge, for sure. So I have, I personally have one more question. Uh, Dennis, I don't know if you have more questions as well, but my, my last question is... And Riz, I may know the answer from you, but uh, <laughs> what game do you think right now is is really driving esports? Yeah. What, what game do you, would you say is is really pushing esports to the next level? I'll, I'll, I'll take this one, Riz, first. Yeah, you, you go first, and then and then, and then I'll I'll, yeah. I'll say what what many people are know what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, the thing is. I know you're looking for one game. I'll give, I'm going to have to give two. I'm going to say, you know, League of Legends and Overwatch. And, and okay. I'll, I'll, I'll say why. So we have Overwatch. You know, it's a big game and a lot of people playing it, you know, Overwatch League, everything like that. But the game itself is expanding into other things. And we have teams like NYXL reaching out to colleges on a college level that basically exactly. wants to, you know, help us out event support, be there for our events, show, you know, tell, tell us to come out for them. You know, I think that is what is appealing, that you don't, you know, have to chase them. They'll be with you right there. And uh, I think other games need to follow in suit. And I think another game that's following suit with Overwatch is League of Legends as well. So uh, and why I say that is um, we have a contract with Riot Games where, you know, if, you know, our, our team wins, we get to move on to this, stage and it's called uh, college league of legends and then we, if we win that they take us all the way out to california to play on the big stage on NALCS studio so i think when you're talking about games and you know what's more promising for future you know the college and stuff you have to look at games that are doing stuff with the colleges that are working with us you know, you know um you know many times you'll be like oh yeah rocket league is on the come up and they're going to be doing really well on college level or you know smash them really really well but you have to see um you know those games reach out to those colleges as well and showing you know support you don't want to like i said you don't want to chase people that's the thing you know you know you want to be able to you know have the game you know kind of work with you rather than you kind of just right, having to right. run 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 and try to chase them by yourself so, yeah so my my answer is going to be obvious actually i i have two answers but i'm going to give you the obvious one first okay um and that's fortnite um, I think Fortnite, even though it's not an ideal esport, I think it's going to have big effects on the industry, mainly due to the player base and specifically the young player base. Sure, um, sure. I know me and Adam both agree that it's, it's the way the game's going, it's not the most ideal esport. But I feel just from a fan perspective and just from the money that they're putting into it like they just took the chairman of the overwatch league epic games and put him in charge of their esports division mm -hmm. you know they're really trying to make fortnite an esport and because it's a cultural phenomenon i think it's going to have major positive effects on sure, our sure. industry. the money the publicity the, exactly the you got it all right now and that. and the second one is overwatch and why i say overwatch it's it's not because of the flashy names it's not because you know all the cool sponsors it's because of localized teams I think Overwatch making teams localized is going that, to really help the industry because of is because you know like New York Excelsior you know why is a New York why would New York Excelsior 
how is New York Excelsior reaching out to college teams if they don't aren't set in a central location, right? So New York Excelsior reached out to us because why? We're both from New York, you know, and we want to work with each other in the future. You know, it's cool that if like a C9 or, you know, a phase reaches mm-hmm. out to us, but, you know, that's less of an, that's more of a stretch because, you know, you don't have that same common ground, right, you know, right. Setting a foundation of having a specific team in a geographic location automatically accumulates a fan base because, you know, New Yorkers love to root for New York. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, that, that that's kind of obvious, but, you know, and you get to grow that fan base in that region for a longer period of time. Sure, it's more localized, right? Like people that are rooting right now for Vancouver, let's just say, are people in Vancouver are going to be rooting for Vancouver, whereas people in New York are going to be rooting for New York. But I feel like that breeds more of, you know, I, I want to say a healthy and unhealthy because we, <laughs> as you could see from traditional sports rivalries, how they can get. Um, but, I, <laughs> but I think that, you know, event support and community support and reaching out to the community can really only be done with a team that is, is in a specific location. And I feel like that's why, you know, New York Excelsior has been awesome, you know, with reaching out to everybody and, you know, getting everybody on, on uh, with them. And I know they held the spring rally, which was a spring tournament with all the colleges. And I just saw that LA Valiant is running a very similar one now for the summer. Sure, sure. So, you know, all these kind of localized Overwatch teams are trying to dig into their communities and specifically, you know, academic communities um, in a way we just haven't seen before. Yeah, I think what I like about NYXL too is that they actually invited us out for a big leadership thing as well. So like they, oh, yeah. taught, they taught us how to actually create a whole event uh, from scratch. They showed us, you know, marketing-wise, finance, and all those other things. Like the, the little things that you, you know, really don't think of, uh, they showed us how important it is, you know. And I think, you know, when you look at games, you, you don't want just to be, you know, oh, that's like a really cool game. It's going to be like the next big thing kind of want you know that support too and i think they have done an amazing job in doing that and i applaud them for always reaching out to you know the local community and uh yeah yeah and that wasn't even like obviously it had something to do with games but that wasn't even a gaming event you know that wasn't even like oh look at that it's a localized tournament that was just an event workshop that they hosted a leadership event almost Uh, yeah it was a leadership yeah Yeah, it's what it was it was a leadership event meet all leaders Um, exactly you know and that that's why you know i think more teams, pro teams, should follow suit in what they're doing because, you know, it's been really great. Right on. No, I was, uh, you know, that was great. And, and uh, I definitely know that the New York Excelsior, um, you know, I recently had conversations uh, with people from their staff and their team. So, you know, they, they're working on a lot of good things. So I definitely, um, you know, I, I know firsthand how they're reaching out to the community and uh, working with the local esports community in the New York area. So, you know, definitely shout out to them. I'm sure at some point uh, they will be a guest on the Long Island Gaming League podcast. And, uh, you know, so. it's great. You know, it's a really great thing. So before we before we wrap it up, guys, because we know you guys are busy and you're, uh, you've got a lot of things to do, is there anything that – you would like to say to the listeners, let them know of anything future coming up. Uh, you know, saying the floor is yours right now because we, we definitely had an open forum. We had some fun asking questions, but now is your chance to say whatever uh, the either of you want to say to our listeners while they're tuned in, while we still got them. Mm-hmm. So we actually have a huge watch party. Uh, actually, is it this Sunday? It's, it's this Saturday uh, at this Saturday, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. So, you know, we want to have uh, a bunch of people try to come out to that at the college. Um, and, you know, we would be very uh, pleased if we can, you know, have like a big group. Um, and we have a bunch of other events going on, you know, you know, for next year. I have a big November event that I kind of want to run. It's on the come up, though, you know, kind of work with it. But, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, I, me, it, me and Adam know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, 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 we're still in development. <laughs> you know, it's, it's there, but it's not just there yet. But, um, uh, and we have, you know, plenty of other things, you know, we have like uh, tournaments that are probably going to happen at Mass Theater. Um, and uh, we're just looking forward to a very successful year as a college. 
And honestly, if you want to join our college, you know, and be part of our esports team or any high school uh, student out there, or even like a college transfer that's thinking about coming, um, please definitely contact us. Um, you know, we're a phone call or message away and we would love to have you. And, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here to scout and try to find the best people and, you know, and bring in uh, good people in general, you know, not just best player, but good people, uh, good uh, uh, environment people that are going to help us in the long run. Yeah. And, you know, in addition to us building a team, I think, you know, what's been really unique about our program is, you know, how much we've really committed to, you know, reaching out to, to the community as well and helping them um, build their own programs, like specifically high schools. Um, and then showing that, you know, tournaments can be held in large venues like the Nassau Coliseum. Um, just my, my little thing before we go, um, I do want to give out our socials. Um, so for, yeah. tw for Twitter, it is at Malloy Esports, um, no space um, between the Malloy and the Esports. And for Instagram, let me, let me pull it up. It is um, just without any spaces, Malloy College Esports. And like I said to any listeners, um, you don't even have to be, you know, potentially coming to Malloy College or you could be a freshman. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't, you know, it doesn't matter to us, you know, reach out to us, ask us any questions. You know, if you have any other questions about, you know, esports, what the industry is or where it's going or, you know, how you can potentially join the team next year or in, in any coming years, you know, we will always respond to your DMS and we'll always message you back because, you know, we both think it's really important. Um, and yeah, that's, that's about it for me. I have one more thing before <laughs> I have one more thing. <laughs> Um, I know a lot of people probably thinking, oh, they only have an esports program. It's very amazing. Trust me, we have more than that. Now. Oh, yeah. The, we have, for example, we have the number one nursing school in the country. So if you're thinking, oh, you know, I want to be a nurse. I also want to play video games. Guess what? Get best of both worlds and get number one both ways. Yeah. Let's go. Also, we have, um, if we're talking academics, um, our business program is really good. Yeah. Um, I know me and Adam are both. Um, students inside the business program and we have a low uh, student to teacher ratio like super low student to teacher ratio um, I know I've emailed teachers over the summer that you know I've had in previous years and they get back to me and know exactly who I am um, I think you know if you're looking for an academic school is not not just an esports program but esports and academics I think there's a lot Malloy can offer you um, yeah. and leadership wise too honestly oh you, yeah you, like I mean, I just give an example, like me and Riz, you know, we, you know, weren't leaders, out, you know, for esports like a year ago, but now we are, you know, the college has made us kind of like develop our skills in that way. So, exactly. I mean, you know, the college helps us in a lot of ways and give us a leadership position. And you know what, here's a lot of, another perk. They also send you uh, to New Jersey to our events as well. So there's that too. Yeah, it's been, it's been, <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, just from a leadership perspective, you know, I started the year as a player. I didn't start the year as a manager or the captain. You know, I started the year as just a regular player on the team. And then, you know, through hard work, I, I worked my way up and, you know, and now we're, we're doing this thing. Um, and also the administration. Again, I just want to, if there's any point that I want to leave this off with, I do yep. want to leave this off with the fact that our administration has been a absolutely incredible to us. We know so, shout out student affairs. Shout yeah, no shout out to shout out to student affairs. We told them, hey, can we have that study room next to our esports lab to expand mm -hmm. their esports lab? And they said, okay, and knocked down the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so that's support. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, we asked for more PCs. They gave us more PCs. And me and Adam said, we we me and Adam walked into this meeting with the dean of student affairs with this whole pitch as to why we should be going to the before mentioned um, New York Excelsior Leadership Conference uh, um, in New Jersey. And we had this whole thing prepared and we said, we want to go to New Jersey for an esports event. We think it'll be beneficial. And before we got even got into our pitch, they said, yes. Hmm. They said, yes, we're going to book your hotel here. We're going to pay for your tickets here. Just and, like that. Yeah, and there Just you go. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, if there's any point I want to lead off, leave off with is, um, you know, me and Adam have put in a lot of work, but you know we we do have to tip our hats off to our administration and student affairs specifically because they've been amazing. And and the president of the college too. Actually. Oh, and the president of the college. Yeah, he's he, he loves esports. He, he loves. Esports. <laughs> he, <laughs> we'll make sure he listens. That's, he that's to, a great person to get on value and speaking about him. Good, you know, it's good stuff though. <laughs> right on. All right.
right, Tom, anything uh, before I wrap it up? I'm good. Thank you, Riz and Adam, for joining us. It's been no fun talking, on. definitely. Yes, yes, yes. No, uh, definitely. No, no, it was, it was a pleasure, you know, Riz and Adam, having you on the show. Um, you know, every time I, I jump on, it's just refreshing to uh, speak to people who love esports as much as we do here at Long Island Gaming League. You guys are, uh, you know, true leaders, you know, students, individuals, gamers. Um, you know, I think everybody in the industry should be able to look up to you because, again, you're giving a voice that is not really heard by many and you're speaking truth. So uh, we definitely really value you coming on the show. Thank you. And, you know, thank you for inviting us on the show. I mean, me and Adam have been excited about this since we, me and you talked, Dennis. We all talked, like, you know, two yeah. weeks ago. Um, and, you know, any time, you know, you want us back on the show, you know, we're, we're a DM away. All right. We'll definitely, <laughs> yeah. we'll definitely make sure to do that. We'll definitely make sure to do that. So, um, you know, so with that being said, uh, we, we have gotten our thank yous out. But I uh, also want to thank the listeners. I want to thank uh, the parents. And just the whole esports community as a whole for even allowing uh, the opportunities for all of us to just participate in something that's bigger and is only continuing to grow. Um, so make sure you follow uh, the Malloy esports team. Connect with them on their Twitter and their Instagram. It's going to be in the show notes. And make sure you also connect with the Long Island Gaming League. And our Twitter is. L.I. Gaming League on Twitter. It's also L.I. Gaming League on Instagram. So you can connect with us all, you know, on all those platforms. And if you want to be a guest on the show, definitely make sure to reach out to us. Uh, if you want to reach out to Tom or Bruno or myself or any of our social media platforms, which is Long Island Gaming League, we'd love to have you as a guest on the show. You don't have to be a pro player and you don't have to be, uh, you know, going to college, but if you have something you want to say about esports and your experience, we'd love to be able to talk with you. So, with that being said, again, this is Dennis, one of the co hosts from the Long Island Gaming League, and you were joined with Riz and Adam from Malloy Esports, Tom, our other co host, and Bruno. Until next time, everybody, have a blessed day. Thank you.